And a very good evening to you from our Melrose Arch studios. I'm Richard Koch, and the program is People of Note on Classic 1027. My guest tonight is Siabonga Makungo, who is a tenor singer visiting South Africa from Meiningen, where he's on the staff of the Opera House there as a tenor singer. Welcome, Siabonga. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, how long have you been in Meiningen? Um, this is my third season. I started um, in season 14 and 15, and now I'm going to my third season, which ends in July. You mean the season or your career in Meiningen? Both, my, both my season and career in Meiningen, um, because um, I got an offer um, to firstly as a guest in Leipzig, and then I'm going to be first now in Chemnitz, and they've offered me three seasons. Does that mean three years? That that means three years, yes. So you've got a three-year contract to go and sing in Chemnitz? In Chemnitz. And Chemnitz is a step up from Meiningen. It's a step up because Chemnitz, it's an A-house. Um, and um, usually in, in Germany, they grade opera houses. So Meiningen, it's a Stadttheater, which is in B. And then uh, Chemnitz and Leipzig are A-houses. And they grade them in terms of the, uh, how big the orchestra is and sometimes how big the opera house is as well and there are something like 80 permanent opera houses in germany just yeah. in germany just in germany yes and how many do you know how many a houses there are Whew, quite, quite a, a lot though quite a lot quite a lot because le let me say all the all the big cities they are a houses so like berlin berlin Bonn, hamburg hamburg born uh, weimar actually, yeah. was the national uh, uh, um, theater for, for Germany. So it is an air house as well, though it's a small city. And then you've got Frankfurt and then Berlin, of course. Stuttgart. Uh, Stuttgart and, and, and Munich. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, all the big cities. But you're now, if you move to an A opera house, you're sort of in the top league. Yeah. You. Um, I mean, there's, there's always like A houses and then there's always your... A plus, you know, that's your Vienna Staatsoper, Bayerische. That's like the, yeah. the big league, yeah, the that's Premier the, League. That's the Premier League, yeah. <laughs> that's the Premier League, yeah. But uh, if I'm not mistaken, you've, you're have you going to audition for uh, Salzburg Festival and yes. for Berlin. So you're sort of getting towards the big league. Um, uh, yeah, slowly, slowly getting there, baby steps. Uh, and I mean, for you to be invited to those auditions, it takes, yeah, it takes... You know, something. They're not playing games. They're not playing games there. <laughs> <laughs> well, your, here comes your first choice of music, which is by Mendelssohn. This is the, the overture and the first chorus from Elijah, Help Lord. It's the London Symphony Orchestra with Richard Hickox. That was the overture and the first chorus from Mendelssohn's Elijah, the London Symphony Orchestra and chorus under Richard Hickox. And it's the choice of Siabonga Makungo, my guest in People of Note. And if I'm not mistaken, your entry, really, into singing was via oratorio. Yes. At a very young age, I was introduced to, op, uh, to oratorio. And that has uh, stayed uh, close to my heart. Uh, I was introduced to Bach at a very young age when I used to do concert in Dina Auditorium. I did uh, St. John's. I would do St. Matthew Passion with uh, with the Johannesburg Symphony Choir and the Johannesburg Festival Choir under the patronship of uh, Maestro Richard Koch. But just go back a little further because where do you come from in South Africa? Well, I was born in Soweto, but we moved to Katlehong when I was only one week old. 
because uh, my dad decided to buy a house uh, after he, he had found out that it's a son because I've got four sisters. I'm the only boy. So we moved to Katlehong and yeah, that's where I went to school, primary school, Katula primary school. And then I went to Fumana comprehensive school. And where did your interest in music come from? My interest actually started in late primary school and then going into high school. But first I was interested in cricket in <laughs> primary school. <laughs> Believe it or not, I thought I was going to be the next Makayantini. <laughs> but then when I went to high school, my high school was more soccer orientated. So they didn't have a cricket team. And then I thought to myself, well, I was I was singing in primary school and I was singing active in church because my mom was really strict on us singing in church. And I thought to myself, why not join the choir? And uh, when I joined the choir in South Africa, they've got this really good, I stood for, 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 for young kids. Was that the Tirisana? The Tirisana, yeah, yeah. back then it was called Tirisana, but now it's called the South African schools at Stedford, Saske. And then I entered and my... My my then um, um, singing uh, uh, school 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 choir master, she was like, you might have something there um, if you can try and take it serious and pursue it. But then I was like, yeah, I mean opera. What is opera? I knew nothing about opera, and because I wanted to be a lawyer, sometimes I wanted to be an, a doctor, and then yeah, and then I grew, I, and then I, it it grew in me, and then later on, yeah, and then I decided to go study music. Well, that's uh, it's an amazing story because I uh, I can well remember your phoning me when you were in about standard nine standard or something, nine. grade eleven, I suppose. We'll hear about that yeah. in a moment. Here's another famous South African singer, Dion van der Walt, singing "Una Fortiva Lagrima" by Donizetti with the Munich Radio Orchestra. Such a beautiful aria that "Una Fortiva Lagrima." One of my favorites. One of my favorites. Um, and funny enough, it's sung by Dion van der Waal, who I was introduced to by uh, one of my mentors, Michael Dingan, uh, because when I was in high school, he he also planted that seed of saying, you know, you can be an opera singer. And he told me about Dion van der Waal, and he gave me some CDs of Dion van der Waal and Kobe van Drinsbeck. And he said, you know, there are these two South African singers that you can listen to and be inspired. And I was hooked to hear Dion sing. He was singing Belmonte in Enfirung, Austin Israel. And I was, I was hooked by then. Yeah, and, and I suppose a lot of people learn things from listening to CDs. I mean, yeah. a, a lot of people, for example, there were lots of groups of tenors trying to imitate the three tenors, yeah. Pavarotti and his friends. Yeah. And we had several groups like that around South Africa who were inspired by those yeah. people. And you were similarly inspired yeah. by Dion. And funny enough, my science teacher, when, when they first heard me singing in high school, and he was like, oh, you are our new Pavarotti. They called him Pavarotti. And, and I was like, who is this Pavarotti? Then later on, I, 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 I learned it's Pavarotti. Oh, then they called like, him Pavarotti. Yeah, Pavarotti. <laughs> <laughs> so in Asco, they used to call me Pavarotti, Pavarotti, Pavarotti. Then later on, I knew it was uh, Pavarotti. Okay, so even at school, they people acknowledged that you were a good singer. Yep, yeah, they really acknowledged. And they were, they were so supportive. And, and I think it's something that was new to them to hear someone sing firstly in a foreign language and sing, you know, they call it serious music, so they call it. And yeah, so they were very supportive. I remember my principal when I went to the nationals, he was there and the whole staff was there and cheering, cheering for me. So it was, it was fun. And did you win one of those competitions? Or Funny enough, um, when I went to the provincials, I think in two, 2005, I got position six. 
Then I went on in 2006. Then I got position eight, you know. So I thought oh, maybe this thing is not made for me. But it shows you how, you know, when you are persistent and, and, and you've got passion for something, even if, even if you, will, you will fall along the way, you just keep on pushing yourself. And what prompted you to phone me when you were in Standard 9? You know, your story is quite uh, interesting and funny one because you used to uh, work with choirs that I, 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 I sang with. Um, back then it was called the Ekurleni Youth Choir, which was directed by um, Om, Om, Om Hank. And then Hank, Hank Barnard. Hank, Bar- yeah. Hank Barnard. Um, and then later on was uh, taken over by Ralph Schmidt. And then I think we did a concert uh, with 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 a mass choir concert with all with all other choirs, and then I was so intrigued by how you worked with singers and and how you worked with orchestra, and I told myself one day I would love to work with Marshall Richard Cock, and then I, I I asked Ralph to give me um, your number, and then and I, that's how and then happened. I called you yeah. Well, and since then, we've worked on things like St. John Passion, St. Matthew Passion, the Mass in B minor. And here comes Et Resurrexit from the Mass in B minor by Johann Sebastian Bach. This is a European choir academy with the Munich Symphony Orchestra. The great Johann Sebastian Bach. That was the Et Resurrexit from the Mass in B minor. The Bach Ensemble of the European Choir Academy with the Munich Symphony Orchestra. Yoshad Daus conducting. The choice of Siabonga Makungo, who's my guest in People of Note. He's a singer from Meiningen, which is in the former East Germany. Is that right? Yep, it's in uh, Thuringen um, province. That's your East Germany. And you speak fluent German now? Ich versuche immer. <laughs> I try good, always. Good. <laughs> and how long did it take you to get fluent in German? Not long. Not long, because what I what I did is that I made German friends, which is which makes the language much easier to sort of uh, learn it. And then I would listen to radio or to, to German radio and watch a lot of TV when I've got time. And yeah, that sort of makes it much better to catch the language. And all your. Uh, obviously, all your interaction with with the opera house is now in German. In so German, you, you yes. had to learn it quickly. I had to because when you when you work with directors, they they really don't want to always translate because it really derails you yeah. know the you know the whole working process. So I had to learn it as as quickly as possible. And you went to Germany because you were chosen to go and work there in a master class. The, the, we've got this. Jo- Johannesburg uh, Mozart Festival, International Festival, where uh, kids are, are selected when you send in your, your DVD and 12 uh, uh, singers were selected and then we came to Johannesburg, but back then it was in was held in Pretoria and we were there for a whole week. Uh, we spent the whole week with Professor Josef Procha, who happens to be my singing teacher now. And yeah, he selected three of us. Uh, it was Andiso Makana and Nombuso Ndanda and me. And then we went there for then it was Erasmus program, which is just a year program um, sponsored by the Apollo Music Trust. And then you st- you went on to study further. Yeah. With, w- also with him. With with him, because I, I thought to myself, why not use this opportunity that I have of this one year program and enter and for for masters? Because I've always dreamt of studying abroad. Because I always felt, you know, the the the, the I'll be much exposed to a lot of opportunities that side. And having got your foot in the door, 
you then put your whole leg in the door. Then you just kick the door. And, then <laughs> <laughs> and Meinigen is quite a famous place. I mean, many really high-powered musicians have been in Meinigen. I'm thinking of Richard Strauss, Brahms, Schumann. All of them somehow passed through Rega. They all passed through Meinigen. Yeah, and and I, I was so I was so intrigued by that because Meinigen is such a small town. They always say it's a it's a it's a it's an opera house with the city with a town. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I think was it the the, the where the prince lived or the yeah, king of that the, king? Yeah. What was his name? The Augustus or something? Augustus. Um, I whoever yeah. it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's 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 really rich in terms of history and culture. Here comes another excerpt from the Mass in B minor. This is the Benedictus, uh, also by Johann Sebastian Bach. Klaus Ansio singing with Eugen Jochum conducting. That was the Benedictus from the Mass in B minor by J.S. Bach. Klaus Ansio, the tenor, with Eugen Jochum conducting. I see you like Bach. He's my favorite composer. Um, like, I, like I said earlier on, because I was introduced to him at a very young age, that he really grew into me and just just how he writes his music i think he writes it so perfect for the voice that it just sits well on the voice and one of the things you're doing here the reason you're in south africa now is because of johann sebastian yes, bach yep we we're doing a staged first staged um, um saint, saint john's passion here in south africa with uh, the, uh, uh, the director kobe van Rensbeck. and when he came with the idea with uh, to me last year um, in Berlin, we had a meeting, and he said he would he would like to do a staged St. John's Passion, but he would want to focus on the interpretation of the piece rather than what it represents. Because back in 17th century, this piece was once representing Western philosophy and Western beliefs. But we, we are now interpreting the piece that St. John's Passion is now, because it's, it's a piece that underlines human suffering, human compassion human love and hope and 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 remorse and betrayal and these are the things that we think can resonate in south african history and south african daily lives so that's why we bring it especially to soweto you know a place where there's you can encounter because it's a melting pot of different religions different um, cultures and different races so we bring this project in soweto and in fact the last performance was today and you've done three performances. And it, I went to one of the rehearsals and it was really revealing to me because yeah. it's not the sort of production that I'm used to with an oratorio yeah. like yeah. this. So yeah. just give us an idea. It's take, it took place in the Seventh-day Adventist church, which is an unusual building yeah. in itself. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's um, the whole concept of it, you know, it's in, it's in, it's, it's in black and white, you know, and, and you, you sort of, you, you sort of taken through Jesus um, 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 journey and throughout and then you see the drama in 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 in, in it so yeah it's, it's it's an amazing production really an amazing production and Kirby von Rensberg was in charge of it and he's also a product you you also spent some years in Potchefstroom yes I, sp I spent uh, I spent five years actually in Potchefstroom doing my undergrad um, and that's where I encountered uh, professor Kobe because he was the guest professor and I worked with him um, in 2010 and 2011, and I was I was hooked by his work, by, by his work, and yeah, since then we've worked together closely. 
Your next choice, my guest is Siabonga Makungo. His next choice is the fourth movement of the Jupiter Symphony by Mozart. This is an amazing movement where at the end of it, uh, five tunes all come together. And you hardly notice that there are these five different tunes happening because it's so beautifully put together. And musicians always rave about this music. It's the Royal Concertgebouw Orchestra under George Zell. That was applause for the Royal Concertgebouw Orchestra under George Zell performing the final movement, Molto Allegro, of the Jupiter Symphony by Mozart. The choice of Siabonga Makungo, who's my guest in People of Note. He's a tenor from Meiningen in Germany, but shortly to be moving. To be moving, yes. You said to, to Chemnitz, which is an A opera house. How does this uh, operation work? Do, what causes you to move? Did someone hear you and say, okay, I want to audition you for another opera house? How does it work? So how it works is that, uh, firstly, as a singer in Europe, you really have to have an agent um, because it's really difficult if you don't have an agent because even when opera houses have auditions, they call agencies. They don't call singers you, they direct. They don't call you. Yeah, they don't yeah. call singers direct. So it has always been my, my dream to sort of work gradually you know um, and grow um, in, in terms of growth because um because of the repertoire i've done in mining in i thought maybe i could take myself maybe a step higher to go to an opera uh, to an a house opera house and then how it happened is that my agent um, um esther sholom who's a lovely lady from um, vienna uh would like called um, um, um chemnitz and funny enough the the casting director in chemnitz watched to my david and he watched my Ferrando and he was already sold and he invited me to come sing for the big boss, the Intendant. We call them Intendant. So just tell us, David and Ferrando are two characters. David is from Wagner. Wagner, Meistersinger. And, that, and that's the role I was nominated for um, in, in Openwelt magazine for the young best singer of 2017. In Germany? In Germany. So there were, and how many nominations were there? We were, I think, six nominations. Six. So you were one of... Six nominations, Six. the only South African, the, I take The it. only South African, yes. And do you still see yourself as a South African? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I would ever lose my roots, you know. <laughs> I want to say, you know, even, the, even if I've been there for five years, but it still feels foreign for me, strange enough, you yeah. know. Uh, I always miss South Africa because I think we have, we have something special here, you know. I miss the social part of South Africa because that one, that's one component of life that I think we have it right. You know, like man, you miss your hood. I miss my hood. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but you've got a new hood now in <laughs> well in Meiningen and Chemnitz. In Chemnitz, yeah. But I suppose it's unusual. Are you? Uh, I guess you're the only South African in Meiningen. Yes. Or have you, are, have you met others? I've I've never met others. Actually, I'm the only black. You know, in in in, 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 in Meiningen. <laughs> I want. So I'll, you stand out. I stand out. <laughs> <laughs> I once told uh, my sister this story. Um, uh, so it was in September when the season starts. And in September, it's, it's, it's summer. Everyone is outside enjoying coffee and enjoying drinks, enjoying um, ice cream. And I was walking. Uh, and then I thought to myself, why not just walk and see the city? And as I'm walking, and I could just feel, literally feel the, the city being quiet for two seconds. For you. For you. For me. And then as I'm looking, I'm like, 
oh, they're looking at me, you know, because it, for, it's unusual. It's unusual for them, you know. It's it's a eastern part and it's a small village. So it's it, and then later on, I went to a supermarket where it was a long queue, and two two old ladies came to me. It's like, Shulugong Zinzi Zenga Am Theater. Are you a singer from the theater? I was like. Yeah, and then they all screamed, Ah, stimmed, Tola, Tola, Stimmer, you sing so well. And then they clapped, you know, so now they're embracing me, and, and yeah. Well, because you're easily recognizable. <laughs> <laughs> you can see me from a distance. <laughs> Definitely, we can see you from a distance, and we're going to hear you now. Well, not you, but a work that I remember you singing, the uh, Stabat Mater by Rossini. This is Cuius Animam Gementem. Raul Jimenez is the tenor with the Vienna Philharmonic Orchestra. That was the Cuius Animam Gementem from Starbat Mater by Rossini. Raul Jimenez was the tenor with the Vienna Philharmonic Orchestra. And that's a piece that I remember your singing in Poch. In fact, I was conducting. We did a a lovely concert called the Italian um, Flavor. And it was a sold-out concert. That's where we did um, the the Rossini Stabat Mater, which I believe is the most beautiful work ever written by him in terms of oratory because it's such a beautiful... And this monster aria, my God, you end up with this top D. Yeah. And I remember um, when we did it uh, with you and it was like, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to coach you in a way that it sits in your voice and it will never um, um, trouble you again. And till today, I still have that. And do you still sing it? I still sing it. I sang it when I did my debut, actually, in Köln Philharmonie. Um, like 3,000, 3,500 people in it. And I was, yeah, taken back. And you clapped it. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so they say. <laughs> what? And you remember, as you're singing, you remember, this is what Richard told me. I, re- I remember. I remember those lessons. I remember those, those lessons. It took me back, really, because <laughs> it's such a beautiful work. Yeah, well, and you, you, oratorio is still something that you take part in quite regularly. Yeah, I, I would say my ideal season would be singing lots of oratorio and doing one or two productions. Because, I don't know, there's something about oratorio that makes me feel at home about it. And, yeah, I'm, I'm still working towards that. And I mean, opera is beautiful. You know, you get to, you get to act, you get to beyond these beautiful big costumes and stuff but with oratory it's like it's you and the text and with that I found I find like it's home for me and we're going to hear more about that after the break we're going to hear one more piece now and then it's coming up to seven o'clock this is by Mendelssohn the Munich University Choir Den er hat seinen Engel befehlen and he shall give his angels charge over thee by Mendelssohn That was the Munich University Choir. You're listening to People of Note on Classic 1027. I'm Richard Koch. My guest is Siobonga Makungo, who's a singer from Meiningen. Wow. That was the prelude to Act 1 of Der Meistersinger von Nuremberg by Richard Wagner. Daniel Barenboim conducting. Now, tell me about this Wagner. You like Wagner, Siabonga. I was introduced to Wagner last season when I did my debut in David, in the Meistersinger for Nuremberg. And I was just hooked by the music. You know, just the opening uh, 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 overture, I was just hooked. And I think I love the fact that I love his thoughts on social issues, you know, Germany had. And that, you know, he, I mean, he was the, he was cultured. He loved German culture, but he always he always thought of how can we get in 
new ideas to better our culture how can we include foreigners in our culture and it it spoke to what we have now in 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 in, in our daily basis so it really it really it really it, it really took me it spoke to you it spoke to me really and the music too the music is amazing and is it nice to sing it is nice you know i, I, I was saying to my friend sunny boy we've been um i don't know misled with you know with this concept of wagner being too loud and too thick you know of course the orchestra is is, is big but i always think that he knew exactly how to write for a voice as well because it it's in every time when the orchestra is accompanying the singer there're just those fine moments where the orchestra is just quiet and the and the voice is just you floating know floating above. above floating above but now david as far as i know this character in the opera has one long scene where you're on the stage for about 25 oh minutes oh my god when i was told by it i had to call my professor my singing teacher and ask him about this role because you know it's it's quite a big role you know for a small role so they say because you've got this 25 minutes of monologue where you explaining all these rules to stoltzing who's who was about to take part in the competition so you know the and it's in the beginning of the opera so it's it's as if you know the whole pressure of the opera is it's upon you. you you know so you you really need to be on it and and the and and what makes it difficult is it's in right at the beginning so you really have to be good warmed up and really in good health yeah 25 minutes by any standards is a long time to yeah. be singing yeah but just come back for a moment to the st john passion because in that where you've been performing the last 3 days in soweto uh you've got a big role in that too as the evangelist i mean yeah. you talk about 25 minutes in st john passion you're on for 2 hours for more for 2 hours yeah. yes yes and that requires good technique and really good understanding um of your voice and really um digging deep in, in yourself because it's uh, singing evangelist the whole work depends on you you know you the storyteller of it and here comes something from the st john passion zerfließe mein herz that was the english baroque solos in the monteverdi choir under sir john elliot gardner performing well there was only one solist there zerfließe mein herz from the st john passion by johann sebastian bach and what's interesting i just want to come back to this performance you've just been doing yeah. is that it was done at a slightly lower pitch than we would understand would yeah. be normal and you had some uh, orchestral members from europe and so on taking yeah. part in it yep yeah, yep yeah. i mean usually i mean it is done it is supposed to be done in 415 which makes it quite easier just let's explain to our listeners yeah. so the normal pitch is 440 a440 so this is like a semitone lower mm-hmm. at 4:15 yeah. yeah which makes it i must say quite singable and easier for the evangelist because it's, it's quite, not so high yeah it's not so high and then and then we had you know um, um, orchestra members playing in 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 baroque bows as well to give that um a light quality light, yeah. light quality and we had the the whole continue we had the the harpsichord we got the lute which was um, which was which was really a great idea i think and we had the organ as well and the double bass and the cello which is good yeah and it it really the rehearsal i went to sounded fantastic i have to Thank say you. and uh and the orchestra was quite a light sound so that you didn't mm. have to pump it out in order to yeah. be above it yeah yeah and here comes another aria from the st john passion this is mein teurer heiland lass dich fragen 
Mein Teurer Heiland, from the St. John Passion by J.S. Bach. Colin Baldy was the baritone, David Watkin the cellist, and the choir of New College, Oxford, conducted by Edward Higginbottom. These performances of St. John Passion, uh, it's a big tradition in Germany, not yes. only St. John Passion, St. Matthew Passion Matthew, as well. Yes. And uh, we were talking actually off air about the fact that sometimes you might get a run of 13 performances. Yes. That's quite something because the evangelist is busy in this piece. Yep, yep. And, and I mean, in Europe, it's normal for, for, for conductors to take a, such a piece like the Matthew Passion, which is really big, for in, in, in for a tour, like doing 14 shows. And the evangelist has a burden really to carry this big load of burden to really sing those 14 performances, which is really... Like on the trot? On the trot. Day yes. after day? Day after day. Yeah. Day after day. And they move it around a particular province yeah. or something. So maybe yeah. they would do an agent tour, 14 performances, and then, or let's say seven performances, and then they come to Europe and do seven performances. Yeah. Gosh. So, and, and you could sort of live off that for the rest of the year. <laughs> as, I, as I was saying, off I could just do those 14 performances and go on holiday for the whole season. <laughs> <laughs> well, how nice. <laughs> Fees in Europe are obviously higher than they are here, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm happy for you. Yeah, but <laughs> what about living? Just tell us about living in Germany, because you live on your own. Yeah. Um, and is it quite lonely? You say you miss the social interaction in Germany. I mean, you are far away, and you are South African. Yeah. Have you coped with that? Um, I'm, I mean, for me, I'm, I'm quite. I think, I think for me, it helps me because I'm quite an extrovert person you know i'm i'm a go get i'm always um i'm 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 looking for people to talk to but i must say it can be it can be lonely sometimes because you're far away you know you all i'm all alone my sisters are all here and there's no family you know but it helps to have friends it really helps you and, and you mentioned earlier on Sonny Boy. He's a, he's another South African tenor, Sonny Boy Dladla, yes. who's also wor working and living in Germany. Yes, uh, we actually met with Sonny Boy in a project here in South Africa called the Twenty Tenors in 2010, and then we happened to do an academy in in Germany, the Schleswig-Holstein Music Festival in 2011, and that's where we we met. And Sonny Boy went on to Zurich. And then, yeah, he's been there for, I think, 10 years now. He's been there for quite some time. And, li and living and working as a freelance. As a tenor. freelance, yes. Unlike you, who've got a sort of permanent fixed, job. Yeah, fixed yeah. job, yeah. And, and you meet up with him whenever you can. Yeah, whenever I can, I just go to him in Berlin and then we have nice time. Capriccio. This is the prelude from Capriccio by Richard Strauss, the German Opera Orchestra of Berlin under Christian Thielemann. That was the prelude from Capriccio by Richard Strauss, the German Opera Orchestra of Berlin under Christian Thielemann. Thielemann, it's funny because I was saying off air that, you know, it's funny that we, we, we chose Maestro Thielemann um, to conduct this because I'll be auditioning for him for the Salzburg Festspiele, um, um, the, the festival. Soon? Soon, in June. Now, when you do an audition, like so you've been invited for an audition, yeah. do they ask you to do something specific or do you just sing whatever you want to sing? Well, it depends. If it's a general rehearsal, maybe they just want to hear you and then they will think of you when they have productions. Then you can sing anything you, you, you want. But if it's for a specific role, then you will have to prepare that maybe a specific area. Like, like I was auditioning last summer 
when I was auditioning for the role of Tamino, I had to prepare the business area and the and the and, and the and this long receipt um, in in Tabaflute. So it depends. Did, did you get the gig? I got, I got the gig. I got to sing nine performances of Tabaflute in Vienna, which is, was an amazing experience. And I've just been told that um, they're gonna do a revival of it um, next year summer. So I'll be going to Vienna again next year summer. And then your opera house, wherever you are situated, for example, in Meiningen or Chemnitz, they then release you for that period. Yeah, normally you would have to sign a, a leave form because, uh, because you know, in, in Germany what I like is that they, all, they always understand, especially for young singers, that they, they always need to get themselves out there and they always need to be heard by different opera houses. So if you've got a... a a, a better platform to showcase your talent like in Vienna they they would really release you and let yeah, you know. I suppose because it's good for them too it's good for they, them as yeah. well yeah, yeah because yeah. they've I mean mining and has produced uh, the Ma- maestro Petremko who's going to be the chef uh, a dirigent in 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 Berlin Philharmonie uh, the mezzo uh, uh, Elina Garancha was from mining and so it's it's good for the opera house as well because it sort of brings the the name out there so they look like a good sort of uh breeding ground breeding for good, ground, good yes. people yeah. yes yes and now you're going to chemnitz and, and i'm going to chemnitz now yeah. which i'm looking forward to it and have you already been told what you will be singing in chemnitz yes and i'll be doing funny enough i'll be doing the first role i did in mining and was alfred in Fledermaus, and i'll be doing a re- revival of alfred in in in, in chemnitz and i'll be doing my debut in donizetti's Pasquale, I'll be doing the um, the role of Ernesto, and then again I'll revisit my favorite role, Tamino, in their new production of Tabaflute, and then I continue with my favorite composer Wagner in Das Rheingold. I'll do Fro. And here comes something by Wagner. This is Walter's prize song. This is from the Meistersinger, and Loritz Melchior is the tenor. That was an historic recording of Loritz Melchior performing Morgenlich Leuchtend from Meistersinger by Richard Wagner with the London Symphony Orchestra under Sir John Barbaroli. The choice of Siabonga Makungo, who's my guest in People of Note. He's a tenor singer, currently in Meiningen, but shortly to be of Chemnitz. And strangely enough, the one of the conductors from Chemnitz has been conducting this production that you've been in in Soweto. Yeah, when I when I heard from Kobe that uh, Maestro Bender, Felix Bender, will be conducting um, our St. John's, I was really happy. Um, but unfortunately, this is his last season in, in Chemnitz because he'll be a guest conductor in Leipzig. And I'm hoping he maybe he can conduct my Babiere as a guest in, in Leipzig Oper. Is that where you're going also? So I'm going there as a guest in, 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 in Leipzig Oper. And funny enough, I'll be sharing the role with my friend Sunny Boy. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. But it's a lot of performances. It's a lot of performances, yeah. So we just shared them. Um, some performances I, I can't do because I, I'm doing them in. I'm, I'm doing something in Chemnitz. So you must give us an idea also of the how opera works in Germany because uh, in a house like Meiningen, yeah. every day it's a different performance of some sort. You yeah. don't do sort of one opera for two weeks and then another opera. Yeah. It's every day is a different yeah. opera. Yeah. So how it works is that maybe we would have. Um, let's say you have a production of Cosi van Tuta like I had. And then you have 14 performances a season, but they, they but they scattered around, you know. So you would do two Cosi Fan Tutors um, a, a month because other productions are running, like Traviata was running. But every night there's something. Yep, yeah, m- mostly in weekends. 
most okay. weekends yeah so maybe let's say from thursday to sunday there's something because there's also um acting department there's also ballet and, and orchestra and there's also or- orchestra and there's and then there's 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 music theater which is opera so okay but the theater is busy it is really, it, it is really busy but all the time a different production yeah, all the time different production it's, it's uh, i think it's called a repertoire uh, yep. company where yeah. where every day is something yeah different. sometimes you've yeah. got symphony orchestras and sometimes you've got musicals by the actors and then opera and, and the theaters are in good nick there they are beautiful theaters yeah and i love the fact that they are still in like some of them they modern but i love that mining end still has that you know old uh, uh structure and and building Tchaikovsky is your next choice talking of orchestras this is the Rotterdam Chamber Orchestra under South African Conrad van Alphen that was the elegy from the serenade for strings by Tchaikovsky the Rotterdam Chamber Orchestra conducted by Conrad van Alphen the choice of Siabonga Makunga my guest in People of Note that's the program you're listening to on Classic 1027 and you've mentioned at least once Dies Bildnis ist bezaubernd schön from Magic Flute. This was one of the pieces that you sang as an audition. An audition piece, yeah. Because and it's I'll, difficult. It is, it is. Because I always say, people always say, you know, we've always, we always have this argument with, with colleagues is to say, is Mozart difficult to sing or not? And I always say, it, Mozart is really difficult. And, and what makes Mozart difficult, I think it's to keep the simplicity in his music as possible and it's how and and then the colleagues would say but Mozart doesn't have high notes but i say no but it's it's how Mozart writes his high notes they're within the line they are not like maybe in Puccini or Verdi high notes are just you know there to show off they you know they stand alone but it's how he writes his high notes it's within the line you take maybe an aria like Dispiltness because like you know it's it's within the line it's not like in the end then you you sing a top scene it's just within the line and here it comes stuart burrows is the singer stuart burrows singing dies bildnis ist bezaubernd schön from magic flute by mozart the choice of siabonga makungo my guest in people of note you're tuned to classic 1027 the program is people of note i'm richard cock it's just about eight o'clock and we're going to take a short break that was the entry of the guests from tannhäuser the Boston Symphony Orchestra and the Radcliffe Choral Society conducted by Erich Leinsdorf. The music by Richard Wagner, one of your favorites now. One of my favorites. One of, and I got to uh, uh, do my debut again in Wagner when I, uh, when I was supposed to do um, Walter, von der Vogelwalter. And it's a role that I had to jump in because one of my uh, colleagues uh, wasn't able to do it. So I had to learn it in a week. Okay, now this is another aspect of your work because you yeah. work in an opera house and people do get sick. Yeah, yeah. And you literally learned it in a week. Yeah, and you, you and I think it's 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 one it's one thing that singers and, and musicians have to have, have like have to do. That sometimes you will be asked to learn an opera in a week and you have to jump in for a colleague. That's pretty stressful. It is, it is, it is. But then it requires you to do a lot of coachings and yeah. And you've got staff to help you with that yes you've got staff for language you've got staff a, a person to help you with the notes and everyone is just there to top to support you but obviously you your m- memory is trained in a certain way now because uh, obviously if you can learn as you've been doing these last three yeah. days 
the whole of the St. John Passion Evangelist. Yeah. And you're probably singing, if you put it all together, you're probably singing nonstop for about 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. So you train your memory yeah. to learn things. And I must say, being able to speak the language makes it much easier to memorize. Because when I was still a student in Porch, I found it really difficult to memorize, especially German. German. And now that I'm quite you know, familiar with German, I find it much easier now to memorize in German because now I could anticipate, okay, if it's going to be Einen, then what's going to come? You know, the article, you know, those kind of stuff. And Italian? Italian, um, um, I, I think next year I will, t- I will start looking into it because in, in opera, I always say we have to speak three languages because the, those are the three languages we mostly sing in, which is French, German, and Italian. You should have some Italian lessons. So I will start with some Italian lessons. Yeah, because then you could go and visit. Have you sung in Italy yet? Unfortunately, no, I haven't sung in Italy. Okay, but tell us where you have sung, because you've sung in quite a lot of places. I've sung, I've sung in Korea, South Korea, in Busan, lovely city. And I've, I did a concert in um, Shanghai with Did Mendelssohn. And I sang in Brazil. And I sang in Netherlands and... All, all around in Germany, yeah. And South Africa. And in South Africa, my beloved country. <laughs> but you come back quite a lot. Yeah, I, I luckily, and and I, I, I do lo- lovely concerts. Um, like in December, we did eight lovely, beautiful Christmas concerts here in, in, in Joburg and down in Cape Town and raising funds for, for charity, which, which, which was an amazing experience for me. And... Uh, how do you then go about getting, would your agent, for example, if, if something comes up in America or wherever, France, yeah. England, she would find you work there too? Yeah. So agencies, um, it, is, it is an agent's duty to always find you work because the more work you have, the better for, for her or him. Here comes another tenor now, Placido Domingo. This is Unaura Amorosa. Another difficult aria for the tenor, Unaura Amorosa, from Cosivantute by Mozart. Placido Domingo was the tenor there with the Munich Radio Orchestra under Eugene Cohn. Tell us some of the difficulties of magic flute, uh, Cosivantute. Cosivantute. And, yeah. I just bid farewell to Cosivantute just in uh, last week in 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 in, in mining. Um, I think when I spoke to the director. And you can hear this in, in the music that Ferrando begins as this, you know, love, you know, poet and stuff and sing this beautiful aria, but difficult aria. But what makes it difficult is to really see the growth in character from him being this naive, in love, young, young boy and to him being this fully matured man, you know, in, in the second act. And you can see even with arias we've got this lyric sweet aria on our morals and then you've got this big dramatic aria that I just can, and that, and to find balance in in those two arias it i think it makes it it, it makes Ferrando difficult a difficult role and have you felt or seen or heard your voice changing as you grow and develop definitely definitely and i think having sung now opera in like three years now being in mining and you you get to feel the muscles have grown and the voice has developed depth in 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 it and this roundness and the spark is 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 there as well and the people who are helping you like the repetiteurs and the vocal coaches and language coaches 
they also help you to develop as your voice gets more character and so yeah. on. And they're well trained, these people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some of the pianists, they, they took voice lessons as well so that they understand the voice mechanism. So they understand when they help singers, they know what they're talking about. You know, they understand how the voice operates, you know. So they, it, it, it's, it's quite helpful. So you've got an incredible support system within the opera house. Yes, yes. And you've got, I mean, you've got language coach and you've got someone who helps you with your notes. So it's, it's all thing feeding into your singing. And take, for example, Sonny Boy, because you've yes. talked about him a couple of times. He's an, a freelance singer. Yeah. So how does he manage with that? Does he have to find vocal coaches? Now, he, he works with an amazing vocal uh, coach in, 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 in Deutsche Oper. Um, uh, uh, so you have to, as a, as a freelancer, you have to find someone that you trust and someone that is really, 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 really good in terms of language and in terms of playing the piano to sort of get you up there. So it's, it's tough as a freelancer because you have to pay for everything. Then. Yeah, you have to pay for everything, and, uh, but you are paid more. As a freelancer, uh-huh. you know, so, so, yeah. I mean, when you're freelancing, it's it's more money when when you than than you being first. Yeah. You've talked several times about the magic flute. Uh, it's got a wonderful overture, and here it comes, played by the Johannesburg Philharmonic Orchestra under Yasuo Shinozaki. That was applause for the Johannesburg Philharmonic Orchestra with the conductor Yasuo Shinozaki performing the overture "Magic Flute" by Mozart. And I see coming up is uh, a recording of the 2010ers. Now, you mentioned that earlier because in 2010, we did have this project to find 2010ers from all around South Africa. And you were part of that. Yes. And I still remember doing my audition um, at ACPC. And I still remember you saying to me, and you were with Nick and Ian, who was our director. And I still remember you guys saying, after my audition, saying, we think we might have found our first tenor. And for me, there was, there, there, it was a really special project. Really special yeah, it project. Was, it was a wonderful project because yeah. it went on for a few years. Yeah, it went on. And then we sang in Starlight. We sang in different concerts. And we made our own CD, you know, featuring uh, the great Pretty and uh, Bala Brothers. And yeah, it was really great. And I do, I remember one occasion where you sang on a beach in Cape Town. Yeah, and we were on our feet. <laughs> With your feet shoes. in the yeah. water. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> we had fun. We yeah, had because fun. we found quite a lot of gigs for the 2010ers yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, and it, yeah, it was a project that had legs and it, yeah. Yeah. it went on. I mean, we, we must have done a lot of performances. With and the it 2010s. showed how much of talent we, we have in South Africa. I mean, to have those 20 guys singing amazingly and being given platform to showcase their talents and gifts, that was something special. And also for that project, we, we did several medleys. And this is the Warriors medley uh, from the 2010ers with the Johannesburg Festival Orchestra, and I'm conducting. That was the Warrior medley sung by the 2010ers with the Joburg Festival Orchestra with me conducting. It was a real privilege, actually, to work with these 20 young South African tenors and it just sort of goes to show that we've got a, a depth of talent in South Africa. I mean, the very fact that you are singing in a German opera house already Gosh. says something. And that yeah. Sonny Boy is there and Levi Sechapani yeah. and Eddie Mofoke uh, are, are men in short supply, male singers in short supply in Germany. I would say this, male supply, yeah, short, um, especially tenors. Um, I wonder why. I... I, I 
I wonder why as well. You know, because um, I don't probably because it's not easy seeing a tenor voice. Because firstly, it's not a, it's not a natural sound. It's we always make the sound because a man is born like with a, a deep voice. You know, so we try and make the voice, you know, up there and place it up there. So I think I, I think that's why there's always a sh shortage of tenors. But no shortage of female singers in general. Oh, and God, oh God, there's lots and lots of competition, especially for sopranos. And now they're going for the whole package now. It's like now they want they want to go for looks now for the ladies and which which i which i some personally find it absurd but yeah they go now for the whole package and there are plenty of them and there are plenty of them good looking ones yep you and, might find 50 50 sopranos in one audition really yep and tenors tenors <laughs> <laughs> well it depends it depends <laughs> it depends yeah and good tenors one <laughs> <laughs> so they say so they say yeah yeah but but Obviously, you are in demand as a tenor singer, and uh, we seem to be producing a lot of good singers from South Africa. I mean, wherever you go now, there's yeah. South African singing. I'm always amazed by, you know, when I, when I would go do concerts and people would ask me, um, do you know Elsa? Do you know, uh, oh, I met Dion, I met Kobe, I met Musanguna, you know, and I'm always amazed by how many South African singers are abroad. You know, and and most of them maybe we don't know of them, and they they've been there for twenty years, twenty five years. Our late uh, our late Johan Botha was famous. Was famous, and he was celebrated in Europe. He was he was the king of Wagner, actually. You know, in in Bayreuther, they loved him, and the in the Wagner opera uh, opera house they loved him. So yeah. So you've got a good tradition to maintain yep. now. Good tradition. No messing about. We don't play games. We don't play games, like I always say. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a, it's a wonderful tradition to uphold. And, yeah. and so if where you go somewhere and they say, wow, you're from South Africa, we know so-and-so and so-and-so. Yeah. And so -and -so. Yeah. I mean, that's a fantastic yeah. thing. It's so funny because when I was invited to sing for Queen Sonia, one of the tenors... Sorry, who, who's Queen Sonia? Queen Sonia is the queen of, 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 of Norway. I was invited to go sing there. And uh, one of the tenors was... Ben Hepner, who was the Wagner singer and knew uh, Johann Porter, and he made a recording with uh, Dion van der Waal doing David, and that I found pff, amazing, really. Yeah. This is something different now. This is the overture William Tell by Rossini, fantastic overture, almost like a little uh, symphonic tone poem. The Chamber Orchestra of Europe under Claudio Abado. The wonderful William Tell Overture by Rossini, the Chamber Orchestra of Europe under Claudio Abado, the choice of Siabonga Makungo, my guest in People of Note. And we're sort of coming to the end of People of Note, but just tell us what's in the offing for you now. Uh, you, you played Rossini here. Rossini tenor is slightly different, isn't it? Slightly different. And, and really Levy is yep. a champion of this. Yeah. Yep, Levy and Sunny Boy, they're the yeah, it's it's their bread and butter. <laughs> it's their bread and butter because what makes Rossini dif di uh, um, difficult for tenor is that it's so high, and it needs a good agility in the voice. If you don't have that good agility in the voice and that lightness, then it becomes diff really difficult. So it's like a specialist. Thing. Yeah, you need to be a specialist. You know, like Juan Diego Flores, uh, Lawrence Brownlee. The specialist of Levi Sekhapani, Sunny Boy Dalla, you know. So you need to be really a specialist on that. And are you 
beginning to think that maybe you are going in a certain direction now, like Mozart and Wagner, possibly. Yeah. So, uh, oh, and I had a talk with with my uh, 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 singing teacher and my uh, cousins, and they were like, you know, you will you will end up being the typical Mozartian specialist. So when opera houses would think of doing an opera an opera by Mozart, they would just call you. And because Dion van der Waal actually was. Uh, uh, a Mozartian tenor was called the Mozartian tenor. And, and Kobe? And Kobe, Kobe is more in early music because of his agility as well in Coratura and and he sang Rossini as well, and it did did some beautiful Mozart recordings as well with uh, Reno Jacobs. Yeah. So you see your future lined up in front of you, and it looks rosy. It it it, it does look rosy, and uh, one one must just keep focus and just work on on his craft. Yeah. And and that's what you have to do. You have to yeah. keep very focused. Yeah. Uh, and of course, you have to keep your voice healthy because healthy. you you do a lot of singing. Yeah. And, yeah. And you know, if you get ill, this is not a yeah. good thing. Yeah. So you have to look after yourself as a singer. One challenge which which I had uh, when I was in Cologne, I had to sing three performances of Nemorino, and consecutively. What and when you say night after night? Night after night. And one advice I got from my singing teacher was like, you have to drink at least five liters of water a day so that you keep yourself hydrated and you keep the, the, the vocal folds um, 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 hydrated as well so that because you're going to lose a lot of water in, in, on stage and then, you, then you, you'll be okay. You'll be okay. You lose a lot of water through sweating and stress. Yes. Yep, and stress. Yeah. So is it, do you find it stressful to sing? It is, especially when you... Learn have to learn a new role, and it's your debut. It's, it it is really really stressful. But what works for me is that, you know, when the when the curtain just goes up and I see people, then I then I get reminded why am I doing this? Then and and that for me just you know releases stress. Yeah, the audience is a fantastic uh, generator of energy. Also, yeah. I mean, I find that yeah, too. Yeah. It's just wonderful. Well, and here. This was you waiting behind the curtain, I'm sure, for the overture in Cosi Fan Tutte. This is the overture by Mozart, the Scottish Chamber Orchestra under Sir Charles McCarris. The wonderful overture, Cosi Fan Tutte by Mozart, the Scottish Chamber Orchestra there under Sir Charles McCarris. The final choice of Siabonga Makungo, who's my guest in People of Note on Classic 1027. When are you next back in South Africa? I'm back um, in August because I'll be doing a tour with the Minnesota Orchestra in July. We first do the opening um, of the concert in in Minnesota in July 17th. I'll be there till the 23rd. We do Beethoven 9th, and then we're going to bring the show to South Africa. And actually, it's Minnesota's first time in South Africa. Actually, I think it's the first time that a, a professional American orchestra is visiting South Africa. Oh, wow. Yeah. Know that, yeah. And, and it's a big orchestra. Yeah, it's a big orchestra. So, dear listeners, you must keep your eyes and ears open for this. It's a rare opportunity to hear a first-class American orchestra in South Africa, Minnesota Orchestra, yeah. coming with their conductor, Osmo Vonska. And you can hear one of the solos will be my guest, Siabonga Makungo. So, uh, and you'll be performing in Joburg? In, jo in Johannesburg and we perform in Pretoria and in Soweto. And in Soweto, so there are three performances, three performances yeah, yes. of the Ninth Symphony. Of the Ninth Symphony yes. I think they're doing other things as well, probably yeah, they, outreach yeah, concerts. Yeah, they're doing some concerts in Durban and in Cape Town as well. Yeah. 
And uh, other than that, you'll be back, I think, at the end of the year for a bit of a holiday. Yep. But but before that, I'm back again for World Requiem in October. And uh, we do a tour again. We start in Leipzig and then we do Dresden and then we do Cape Town and we do Johannesburg. Yeah. So that's another very special event coming up. The War Requiem is in October. And uh, that is probably, it hasn't been performed in South Africa for a long time. Mm. And uh, it's coinciding with the end of the First World War, uh, sort of memorial concerts. And uh, the Symphony Choir of Johannesburg is actually traveling to Germany, to Dresden and Leipzig to perform there. And then the whole team is coming back to South Africa with an orchestra, a youth orchestra from Germany, and some of the Dresden Zing Academy with Eckhard Klemm conducting. So that's also going to be a very special thing happening in the Linda Auditorium in Johannesburg in October. You'll soon get details of that because I'll be telling you about it here on Classic 1027. So lots of exciting things coming up. We've had an exciting week with St. John Passion in Soweto at the Seventh-day Adventist Church in Meadowlands. So lots of live music coming up. So Keep your eyes and ears open, as I say, and then towards the end of the year, we hope you'll be back for Christmas and so Christmas, on. yeah, and some holiday, beautiful holiday, bit of sunshine, and run away from snowy Europe. <laughs> is, is Chemnitz a cold place? <laughs> it, is, it is, and it's much colder than Meiningen. Oh, really? Yes. Gosh, so you better, so, <laughs> you'll really be looking forward to some watch summer. Out. <laughs> you better watch out. Yeah, cold weather. Yes. You've been listening to People of Note on Classic 1027, my guest, a wonderful tenor from Meiningen, shortly to be from Chemnitz, but obviously, as you can hear, traveling the world now, singing in the United States, and he'll be singing here with the War Requiem. So we look forward to your next visit, Siobonga. Thank you for coming into the studio. Well, thank you for having me. It's a great pleasure, and thank you to Pitt for helping us put the program together. And, of course, thank you for you at home for listening to the program. It's wonderful to have your company. And until next time, from me, Richard Koch, and from all of us here at 1027, Have a wonderful evening and a great week ahead.